Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In Luke 16, he told us that no servant can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other or be loyal to one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon, money. Today, Pastor David will be explaining how Jesus is the only way to get into heaven Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one can come to the Father except through him. There aren't many different paths to heaven. There's only one, and it's by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor David in the book of Acts, chapter 17, as he begins his message, Unknown God. My name is David. Today we're going to be in Acts, chapter 17. So if you turn there in your paper or digital Bible, whatever you got with you. Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus, And said, men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. Because as I was passing through, considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. So for some more context, the Enduring Word Commentary tells us that Athens was filled with statues dedicated in particular to the unknown God. 600 years before Paul, a plague came on the city, and so a man named Epimenides had the idea to let loose a flock of sheep through the town, and whenever they laid down near a shrine or temple, they slaughtered the sheep to that god. But if the sheep laid down where there was no shrine or temple, they sacrificed it to the unknown god. I think some of us are here today with the same mindset. I think sometimes we come to church, some of us may be here coming to church, sacrificing to the unknown God. You've got some things, you do some rituals, have some things in your life where you're serving this God and some things where you're serving that God and we come to church to cover our bases with that one and we just have this kind of syncretized religion that we've created. And I'm not not trying to shame anyone. We all, at some point, are guilty of that. We all, at some point, are in that, that place. But what I'm here to tell you today is that you don't have to not know God. You don't have to stay there. Jesus says in John fourteen six, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In Luke 16, he told us that no servant can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other or be loyal to one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon, which is money. John 17, 3, he said, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Have you been serving an unknown God? You don't have to. That's why he came. He died and rose, which means he's alive. He will speak to you. As we're reading, I encourage you to talk to him. Just in your heart, ask him questions. Listen for what he would say to you through his word, by his spirit. Today, as we're reading through, in particular, I encourage you to reevaluate your assumptions about him. We, we all have our ideas, right? We all naturally construct our ideas of God. As we read today, as we're going through his word, I encourage you to let him tell you who he is. Let him reintroduce himself to you. Acts 17, 24 says that God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and everything. Now, that's a really bold statement if you think about it. God gave us instructions about how to use our hands, right? We worship God with our hands. We serve people with our hands. We right, do lots of things with our hands. He, he asked the Israelites to build him a temple. So what does this mean that he doesn't dwell in temples and he isn't served with our hands? The point is that he's so much bigger than that. He does not actually need those things. He's omnipotent and intimately concerned with you. Psalm 50, God again, is, he speaks to this issue. And he says in Psalm 50 verse 10, Every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. The world is mine and all its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, drink the blood of goats, offer to God thanksgiving, pay your vows to the Most High, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you and you will glorify me. This is how God speaks to us about these things. This is what he says about his need from us. He says he doesn't need anything, right? And we know that, but we forget it. He doesn't have any need of our stuff, but he does ask for our stuff. And he has his reasons for that, right? He's, he, he's not looking because he needs it, but because we need to, to trust him. We need to learn to trust him. What he speaks of here in Psalm 50 is he's telling us, I don't need your things. I want you to know you can trust me. Offer thanksgiving. Call on me and I'll answer you. And then you'll glorify me. That's what he's, he wants us to recognize we can depend on him. And so when he asks us to sacrifice things, it's, it's teaching us to depend on him, but not because we need it. Not, I mean, not because he needs it, but because we need it. 
we need to, to practice these things. We need to exercise the trust. But he's not looking for our rituals. He doesn't care how many hours we spend in church for the sake of right, the hourly attendance, for the sake of you know, his report card of how many Christians were in church. He doesn't need our money. So it's, it's really important for us to remember because a lot of times we, we lose sight of it. and We do think of it as though God needed our time, as though he's, as though he's coming to us as a beggar or as a, as a, you know, as a demanding boss looking to meet his, you know, his bottom line. He's not asking for you to help him meet any need. He doesn't need us. He loves us. And so it, it changes the perspective completely. In Hebrews chapter 13, it says, Here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Therefore, through Christ, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But don't forget to do good and to share, because with such sacrifices, God is well-pleased. God doesn't ask us to earn his love. He tells us he's given us a city, an inheritance, right? He's given us life and all that we need in Christ. It says, from that place to serve others, to serve him by serving others. I heard someone say, I can't remember, I, like I couldn't find where it originally came from, so I can't give, I can't cite it for you, but I heard someone talk about this idea that when we're in greed and selfishness, it's, it's really, it's, it's a mindset of poverty. It's a mindset of lack. If I'm greedy or selfish with my time, with my, with whatever it is, it's an, it's an attitude of I don't have enough. But when we realize God owns everything, and loves us, and he says he's giving me everything. He provides all that I need. It frees me up to be sacrificial joyfully. Right? He doesn't need my, he tells us, I'm not asking for 10%. I'm asking for 100%. It's everything. so glad you tuned in today for Pastor David Fountain's message in the Book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? Thanks for praying. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m., and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. We also offer Spanish translation at our services, and you can find out more on our website. 
If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family online. You'll find out more and be able to connect at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. That's all we have time for today. Thank you for being part of this study in God's Word. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio. Thank you.